Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, September 25th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and we are going to look at the ones as part of that late pick four. And Jim, they started out with a grade two sprint at six furlongs, the Gallant Bob. It's three-year-olds exclusively. Jackie's Warrior, a massive favorite to win the 10th race. Uh, can you beat him? You know, I've got written down here, free square of all free squares. I think if he runs his worst race, there's only one chance that he gets beat. And that's six furlongs is uh, maybe a little too short for him. He's only run six furlongs one time. Uh, and that was in his second race. He won it five furlongs at Churchill, and he won it Saratoga Special. Then they try to stretch him out. And they obviously figured out he's a great sprinter. So I don't think he's going to have any problem with his field. Uh, I just, I hate to single him because you won't eliminate any tickets because almost everybody will have him singled. The only, the only other horse that I thought could have a chance in here, and it's just Louis Saez takes the four for uh, Kelly Breen. And this horse was such a disappointment in the high school. Went off at 71 to 1, never had a shot, but came back and won a, a, a little stakes race at Monmouth at six furlongs. If a couple of these other cheaper horses hook Jackie's Warrior, and Jackie's Warrior just absolutely hates the track at parks, maybe I can make a case for picking time for Luis Saez. That's a real stretch for me, though. Um, the three awesome Jerry for Sassy Joseph, maybe. But I, I just, I guess you just go ahead and and take the free square and try to hit a strong pick three. Yeah, I think uh, that's the way I'll end up playing it as well. I thought if you wanted to take somebody, and like you, I think uh, there's two two areas where Jackie's Warrior could be vulnerable. I thought six furlongs was one of them, and the other one just had to run a grueling race to beat you know an outstanding horse in Life's Good, Lifetime Best Buyer 107. Doesn't need to win this. Uh, this is just the last tune-up before the Breeders' Cup, so... If he bounces off that race last time, or is a little had been a little lightly trained, then maybe that's where he gets beat. But and if you wanted to try, I thought Baron the six was interesting of having four wins and some good speed at parks. Uh, so that would be. But I'm not gonna uh, the way I'm gonna do my ticket. I'm I, I thought about taking both of them just to give myself a shot at beating Jackie's Warrior, but. I think I'm just going to end up singling. The 11th race is the grade one cotillion for three-year-old fillies. Bob Baffert had one in here and also Medina Spirit in the next race, the Pennsylvania Derby, and he decided to keep them both at home at Santa Anita. So it's going to hurt the price a little bit on the one that I like, which is Army Wife, who 7-2 to in the morning line. I don't think we'll get that, but I like this horse cutting back from a mile and a quarter. That could be the key angle. And this horse has steadily improved from maker, for maker, and I think maybe it was just uh, a little too long last time. And I think cutting back to a mile of 16th will be great for Army Wife. So I'm going to take Army Wife over Clary Air, who's only two wins from eight starts. And uh, she's the favorite in here. I think she's vulnerable. And then uh, leader of the band I thought was interesting. The last two races have been her best two buyers. And she's run well here. And this can be a little quirky kind of a track at times. So uh, I'm going to throw that one on my ticket as well. But Army Wife is the win pick for me in the cotillion. How about you? I kind of I like Army Wife fine. Uh, I think uh, Clary Air is going to be my win pick, but I don't like the two to one morning line on her. Uh, you're right; she's only won two races out of eight. Uh, she ran big last time out in Alabama at a mile and a quarter, got beat by Malafide. Uh 
Uh, Maracuja beat her pretty easily in the CCA Oak. So that's going to be my second choice in here at 8 to 1 morning line for Rob Atris. This horse uh, ran her very best race of her life in the CCA Oaks with a 97 buyer. Came back in the Alabama, stretched her out to a mile and a quarter on a good track, and she must have hated the track. She didn't run a step. Uh, I'm going I'm to draw a line through that one and assume the CCA Oaks is more like her real ability, and she's gotten a lot better. Cutting back to a mile and 16th would help as well. Um, Kendrick Carmouche takes them out again. He's been really good at, at Belmont, 25% strike rate so far. So Maracuja is my price horse in here. Most of the use when get the pick four, going to use obligatory simply because she's come out at two straight grade ones, and she won the eight bells at Churchill Downs, so she's proven at this level. Got to use Army White for all the reasons you mentioned. And I'm going to throw in always Karina for Chad Brown, coming out of the test where she didn't run very well, but the three before that were awfully good. The Mother Goose was a good race at Belmont, uh, and then she won her first two races by four and nine and three quarters. So always Karina is going to be a, an including in uh, this race as well. But Maracusha and Clarier, Clarier probably a 4-6 exact to box for me. Takes us to the Grade 1 Pennsylvania Derby, mile and an eighth here for three-year-olds. And you've got two horses that are going to take a bunch of money in Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon. How do you see the Pennsylvania Derby? I think Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon. You know, Midnight Bourbon, I think, if he if he's 5-1 to one and Hot Rod Charlie's 5-2, to two, uh, the value is certainly there for Midnight Bourbon, who could have won the Travers very easily, just got beat by Essential Quality in a real battle down the stretch, and they were five clear of the third-place horse. 107 buyer, best buyer he's ever gotten. He's not run a bad race in a while. Uh, Clipped heels went down in the Haskell, but he's certainly recovered from that. And that 107 buyer, um, Hot Rod Charlie ran a 108 in the Belmont when he ran second to Essential Quality. So, it looks like a two-horse race um, in the pick four simply because I used that single in the first leg. I can go a little deeper. So just in case uh, those two hook up and somebody comes from off the pace, I think keep me in mind is an interesting option for Deodoro and Joel Rosario. Rosario fits this horse very well, I think. And um, although he's gotten beat by the top two horses, it hasn't been by much. He got beat by five lengths of the Travers at a mile and a quarter. Uh, he might um, he might pick up the pieces here if Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon duel down the stretch. And I'm also going to throw in a horse that, that looks like he's overmatched here, but Tom Fletcher doesn't enter him for fun. And American Revolution moves up from a $250,000 stakes race at Saratoga to a grade one. But uh, his buyer progression is amazing, 66 to 79 to 87 to 98. One of his last three races, Saez keeps him out. 15 to 1 for Todd Fletcher in a grade one is a bargain. So I'm going to go four deep here. Hot Rod Charlie, Midnight Bourbon, the obvious two choices. American Revolution intrigued me. I don't, I don't think he wins this, uh, but uh, what I'm going to do to play the race is key him with Midnight Bourbon and Hot Rod Charlie and Exactas in case he could win it. it, it Exact could really pay well. And um, what I'm looking to do is try to get somebody in second. I think Midnight Bourbon or Hot Rod Charlie wins it. A slight lean to Midnight Bourbon, but. Uh, I'm going to try, if I play the race, to find somebody to get second at a price. And I think I thought American Revolution was real intriguing. Uh, it's 15 to 1 on the morning line, so you're going to get a good price. Uh, 98 buyer last time. And the horse that he beat, the runner-up, was 11 lengths and change ahead of the third-place finisher. Uh, Speaker's Corner was so impressive coming back off a layoff for Mott. That was first-level allowance company, though. But still, 
you know, if the horse is uh, really something special, it's a Godolphin trained by Mott. So um, their horses uh, obviously are quite often very talented. So uh, I'm going to throw that one on a pick four ticket just in case he's something special off that uh, nice win off the layoff. Um, So I'm going to use four, actually, when we get to the uh, pick four, which uh, we... um, Get to with the 13th race, the Alphabet Soup Handicap. It's for Pennsylvania Reds, three and up, uh, at a mile on the 16th on the turf. None of these have shown a lot on the turf, pretty much. Um, I thought someday Jones, I ended up picking on top uh, just on the improvement. First time out for a new barn, but doesn't have a lot of turf form. Uh, I'm going to take all on the pick four, so... I don't have a lot of analysis on the alphabet soup handicap. I couldn't narrow it down much. Could you? I had the same feeling about it. I didn't take all. I narrowed it down to four horses because I wanted to keep my ticket simple uh, at, at forty bucks. But I could be talked into taking all here. Uh, you don't. You've got so many unknowns here because to me the the most impressive looking horse is Irish Corks, a three, for John, John Service. Excuse me, uh, but um, no turf at all, and they're you know horses. 16 out of 18 in the money on the dirt, and they're trying the turf. I, I don't quite understand that, but maybe the horse has shown an affinity for it. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but Irish Cork is a shot. You must chill for Jamie Ness, the one horse, and Frankie Pennington. The seven horse, wait for it. Um, again, only one turf race, but had a 100 buyer uh, at Parks Seven Furlongs in the Page McKinney and won that, uh, won that stakes race back in April. So obviously has a lot of ability. And then the 10 horse, just love the name, Missing the Big Dog. Uh, Francie Farrier, a really good um, trainer at Parks. And uh, Kendra Carmouche takes them out. So I'm going to use those four horses. I could be talked into a lot more. But I couldn't find any other horses that have consistent dirt for, uh, turf form. A lot of horses have dirt form, but uh, the turf is missing here. So you might get a bomb in this last race. My pick four ticket, I'm going to single Jackie's Warrior. Then take five, six, nine in the cotillion. So seven with five, six, nine, the uh, three that I mentioned in the cotillion. Pennsylvania Derby, I'm going to go three, seven, eight, ten, the four that I mentioned, and then all in the last leg. So there are eleven horses. Sixty-six dollar ticket for me. Uh, by the way, there's a mandatory uh, payout on the pick five, which starts in the ninth race on the uh, card at Parks on Saturday. Tell me about your pick four ticket. Well, my pick four ticket singles Jackie's Warrior in the first leg. So seven with. Five horses in the second leg, one, four, five, six, eight, the cotillion. Two, seven, eight, ten in the Pennsylvania Derby, and one, three, seven, ten in the alphabet soup. So two, seven with one, four, five, six, eight, with two, seven, eight, ten, with one, three, seven, ten for 40 bucks. If you can afford more in the last leg, throw them in there because I think it's wide open. So you've got a nice card at Parks, uh, racing at Churchill. Belmont, obviously, so some good spots around the country. to Take a shot this weekend while you watch some football and some Ryder Cup. Keep that Keeneland Select account full so you can play the races, too. We'll see you next week for the In the Money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.